KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Eric Anderson, in for Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, February 5th. About 100 new tiny cabins are ready to house homeless individuals. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Early voting is underway for the presidential primary election on March 5th. Voters should be receiving their ballots in the mail this week. For voters who have not registered to vote yet, Registrar of Voters Cynthia Paz says registration is open until February 20th. However, if you do miss that deadline, it is not too late. You can visit any vote center or the registrar's office in person and register and vote that same day. It's called conditional voter registration. Starting today, people who have received their ballots can cast their votes in person at the Registrar of Voters office in Kearney Mesa or by mail. For voters who need more time to research the issues before casting a ballot, KPBS is launching a voter hub this afternoon. Visit kpbs.org slash voter hub for more information. More rain is expected to hit the county this morning. National Weather Service meteorologist Alex Tardy says there's a good chance the next big storm could stall over San Diego, dumping two to three inches of rain and even more at higher elevations. We could be looking at three to six inches of rain in a couple days in all of our foothill mountain areas. And that means that water's gotta run off. And so not only will we have local rain, we'll have a lot of water running off. Tardy says the system should clear out by Wednesday. He says the long range forecast shows no more storms until the end of the month. The Metropolitan Transit System says it'll be increasing security at transit centers and on trolleys and buses. MTS says it's in response to a passenger satisfaction survey that found riders want to see a larger security presence on transit. The MTS board last year approved a more than $4 million increase to the security budget, which will allow for a 60% increase in security officers in the MTS system. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The San Diego region has tried a number of different temporary solutions for homelessness, from a large shelter in Golden Hall to rows of tents in parking lots near Balboa Park. Now, reporter Jacob Ayer says the county is offering another option, 
tiny cabins. The county of San Diego has about 100 new pallet shelter cabins ready to house the unsheltered population in the region. $1.5 million has been set aside to purchase, deliver, and assemble the sleeping cabins on site. Now, the job is to find those sites and service providers. Pallet CEO Amy King says there are structures that are sturdy and can be quickly set up. We want people to use these products temporarily for three, six months, a year, whatever they need, get stabilized, get working with service providers, build the community relationships they need to succeed, and then move on to permanent housing. Most cabins sleep one to two people. They have storage space, a locking door, and charging outlets, and some even have a bathroom. Any organization that wants to use the pallet shelters will have to cover the cost of the operations. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. People who suffer from depression have higher than normal body heat, and that suggests there may be some new treatments. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge reports on an exhaustive study that confirms what's been suspected. The study, led by UC San Diego and UC San Francisco, surveyed more than 20,000 people globally. The subjects wore an aura ring that measures skin temperature hourly. They also took their body temperatures and self-reported depression symptoms every day. Researchers said the differences in body heat were small, but significant and consistent. Benjamin Smarr is a data sciences professor at UCSD. It's not the case that your depression makes you hot in the way that a fever makes you hot. Uh, This is not something that's that clear. It's a trend that's clear over time. Ashley Mason is a psychology professor from UCSF. She says the link between depression and higher body heat was seen in previous studies with much smaller samples. It required a big real-world survey of people to really see what was going on. So I feel that this analysis was particularly important to do because this has implications for thinking about how we treat depression. She says, ironically, putting people in a sauna or a hot tub cools body temperature by forcing people to sweat. She says clinics should explore those kinds of treatments to reduce depression symptoms. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. A culture war about what's appropriate at the library continues in Coronado. Investigative reporter Amitha Sharma reports national coverage of a dispute over Christmas stories and LGBTQ plus content has triggered scores of threats against library staff. This Fox News segment featuring Coronado resident Rachel Ray's ran during the holidays. There's a new war on Christmas and Navy SEAL wives are fighting on the front lines. They're claiming the Coronado, California Public Library is refusing to let them have veterans read patriotic books and even books about Christmas to children. The moms claim instead the library is promoting sexually explicit books to minors. The holidays are over, but the controversy, fueled in part by the segment, continues. Coronado officials are now working on a response to a demand letter sent by Ray's lawyer, Jeffrey Hall. Hall states that the library discriminated against Ray's by refusing her request to host a story time on the origins of Christmas from a Christian viewpoint, on grounds that it violates the separation of church and state. Coronado officials refused to comment, but Carl Luna, 
president of Friends of the Coronado Public Library, says Reyes was not the victim of discrimination. You don't get to walk into any public library and say, I'm going to take that chair and do a program and call it a library program. If you're going to do a story time at this library, it has to be run by the library. They're liable for content. They have to go through the books. Luna also rejects the narrative that the Coronado Library is unpatriotic. We have story times which bring in our uh, military families. We have military exhibits. There's a, a veterans and military active duty personnel resource center. There's a huge military collection here. Following the coverage from Fox and other news outlets, library staff received dozens of vicious online messages, including threats like this one, quote, will the staff please pour gasoline on their bodies and torch themselves? Luna says the hostility spread fear among the library staff. When you are saying things like that to another person, it doesn't matter the underlying cause, whatever righteousness you may think of is on your side, you are deliberately trying to create terror in somebody else. You want to have a conversation, have one. Don't be doing this. Coronado resident Jessica Tom Payne is married to a former Navy SEAL and is also represented by Hall in the dispute with the library. She says the vitriol goes both ways. We're being called bigots, people of hate, KKK, Karens, Nazis. I mean, you name it, we've been called it. Tom Payne objects to certain pictures and books in the children's section. One such book is The Rainbow Parade. It was read during toddler story time at the library last June. The premise of the book is uplifting. The story itself is okay. The illustrations are what are really called into question. One shows the back of a nude man. Another smaller one shows a male couple in what looks like BDSM gear. Tom Payne says she's not advocating for censorship or book bans, just for common sense. She wants books like The Rainbow Parade to be out of the reach of young kids and that any book in the kids section containing nudity or sexualized material be clearly labeled as such. We have ratings for movies. We have ratings for music. So why are books any different? Hall is threatening to sue Coronado unless the library segregates those books, refrains from including them in story time, and Ray's is allowed to host reading events even if the content is religious. Coronado city officials say on their website they are in the process of responding to Hall's letter and that staff is working with the women to, quote, explore the nature of their complaint. Amitha Sharma, KPBS News. In a new film playing in movie theaters called Argyle, a writer discovers that her spy novels are mirrored in real life. Cinema junkie Beth Accomando speaks with director Matthew Vaughn about making an action comedy. Matthew Vaughn has made dark, violent films like Layer Cake and Kick-Ass. So what possessed him to make an action comedy romance? Well, basically, uh, I was with my daughters and we watched Romancing the Stone during lockdown. And they turned around to me and said, why is nobody making movies like this anymore? And would you make a movie like this for us? How could a father refuse? So Argyle was born. Oh my God, you're Ellie freaking Conway. I am such a fan. Oh yeah? What is it you do? Espionage. 
when a spy novelist meets a real spy, it sets off a chain reaction of ridiculous action involving a cat, skating on an oil slick, and a showdown that's equal parts Matrix and MGM musical. I want to go hyper-stylized, but I want to make it fun. Argyle's fun, mainly because Sam Rockwell dances his way through anything the film throws at him. Yeah, he can definitely dance. I think some actors love to ad-lib, he just loves to add dance. He's amazing the way he does it. And Rockwell dances around tropes and cliches as easily as his character dodges bullets and bombs. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for the day's top stories. I'm Eric Anderson. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.